This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50% to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Come here, guys. Bee caught this one. The only thing you eat is orc, isn't it? <laughs> nice. I'd love to hear a little more about Nona's Hold. I, I, I remember feeling alive. I remember it. You guys just keep talking. I'm here. I'm listening. Just... And Kraloth is surprised, and he's got his shield and mace up. We'll keep an eye out for uh, any any danger while we're in town here. As if that solves everything. Uh, Some rooms for you, sir, and your friend? Uh, we'll get one room. <laughs> we'll get two rooms, please. <laughs> We'll be right back. 
Distracted Dice Shame, episode 51, Caught Red-Handed. MVP this week is Nick Mendler, who found us through our podcast of the Frost Maiden and joined us on Facebook. Nice to see you, Nick. Nice to see you, bud. Dice Shame is once again participating in Extra Life. For the past four years, we've dedicated this time to raising awareness and funds for Sick Kids Hospital through the Extra Life event. This November 7th, we'll be live streaming video games and RPGs for 24 hours straight. Please, if you have the means, consider supporting us in this goal. Head to DiceShamePodcast.com and scroll down to find the Extra Life link and donate what you can. Every little bit helps. Every little bit. Shall we do this? Yeah, let's do it. Onward! So I'm pretty good at going to the dentist. <laughs> oh, I did that today. You did? Yeah. Fun and excitement. Good Ooh, job, Justin. Yeah. Is that why your teeth are so sparkly? I know it's yes, not like exactly. a standard thing that people brag about, but I'm not afraid of the scrapey things. Oh, I love them. Oh, I am. Really? You're yeah. afraid oh, yeah. of the dentist? Well, not afraid. I mean, describe afraid of. Fearful. Am I like, don't want to go to it because of the sharp pointy needles? Yes. Yes. It's no. uncomfortable. No, I mean, <laughs> it's exactly. I, yeah. Rob and I, it's it's uncomfortable. I don't enjoy it. And really? I, I don't want to go. I like taking care of my teeth. That, that's my well, thing. And I like someone fair. else kind of like grooming me. Oh, that's interesting. I think being there is different than thinking about going. I think thinking about going is very uncomfortable for me. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So. Ooh. When I had someone else's hands in my mouth, like scraping away all my little tooth dirt, <laughs> I was thinking about D&D. <laughs> I oh, was like, nice. imagine wizards can just use prestidigitation. To clean their teeth. They can clean an object no oh. larger than one cubic foot instantaneously. Boop. And I was like, man, do wizards just have really good teeth? Because th- they can just do it, right? That's a whole new world. Look at mm. look at that. Only if they prestidigitate every day. Yeah, but you know, you you clean your clothes, you clean your teeth. It's one big everything, all clean everything. Mm-hmm. Um, think about the the profit model for Jack. He's retiring as an archaeologist and becoming a dentist, uh, <laughs> a dentist adventurer. Could you imagine a wizard, just a landscaper, or even just like, like a construction team, right? Yeah. yeah. But here's the question. Is landscaping and construction, are those issues at all in this world? You know, like... I think so. But with it being so easy, like, why would it ever come up? Like, here, you're like, oh, I want to cultivate this thing. But if it's ingrained in your society, I don't even think it's really a conversation. Like, but walking by a house that doesn't have a well-cultivated landscape would be so weird. I love going there. That... That I yeah I, like I've I've done the math to figure out how much Jack could earn with Mulder <laughs> somewhere I've got a spreadsheet. Bless your heart, Rob. I d- bless you know. your cold, nerdy heart. I mean, it really just depends on how much the DM is willing to let you use Mold Earth. Absolutely. Speaking of how much the DM lets you do, you guys have just returned from Icewind Dale. The glowing blue runes on the ground flare to life as a white portal opens in the middle of this meadow. And the four of you step out covered in snow. Oh. That is a place I don't want to go back to again, please. Yep, right there with you. Oh, so much warmer. Oh, for sure. <laughs> right? Oh, this snow feels warm compared to that snow. Oh, For real. I hate to remind you that frost giants are in our future. Let's just, mm. let's just pretend that they're not in our future for now. Let's get a nice hot meal. Yeah, can we just... Where's Oren? I could use a song. I could use a song. And a hug from B. B! Red! Red! I really could use a bath. <laughs> you guys tell B and Oren what just happened to you, and uh, you have some breakfast together. 
Perfect. Are we continuing our giant lessons? Yeah, I'm probably continuing the giant lessons, but way more focused on making sure that Kraloth learns how to speak giant and less interested in teaching Kieran giant now. Like, not mm. not so focused on spending time with them quite how they were. Okay. Kraloth, it's early morning. You're just finishing up your prayers to Kelimvor. You've maybe found a quiet place off to the side of where you've camped away from your friends. Maybe a couple hundred meters between you and them. And you're just spending some quiet time preparing your spells for the day, doing your morning devotionals. You hear a voice. I hear your voice in the morning, calling out for your Lord Calimvor. Come down to the river and speak with me. Hello? Uh, What river? Who are you? Down to the river. Kraloth glances back to the party and sees that Doran is taking care of cooking some breakfast and Red is snoring. And uh, Kraloth feels like they'll be fine without him and begins making his way down towards the water. Yeah, you head down into a little gully, the carpet of leaves crackling underfoot. There's a little bit of snow on the ground here. The water's icy cold. Mm -hmm. And as you stand there at the riverside looking around, a little blue imp pops into existence and bows low in front of you. And Kraloth is surprised and he's got his shield and mace up, but uh, he, he slowly lowers it as he sees it bow and says, um, you were the one who summoned me. Yes, Kraloth, sire, allow me to introduce myself. I am Shaxel. And I'm from the house of the late Lady Hamperat. You're quite the specimen, aren't you? A cleric so devoted to his lord and god as to invoke his name every day, and blessed in return by him with the power to heal and smite in equal measure. Uh, how do you know this about me? Oh, Shaxel has been following you for days. And Shaxel can see things other creatures can't. Shaxel knows your secret, sire. Maybe Shaxel knows you better than you know yourself. You are a hypocrite. You are damned. Your very existence is blasphemy to Kelimvor. You must feel it. An emptiness. Something missing. Think back, human. No. Jack has told me about your kind. You play tricks. You play tricks on people. You, you, you tell them lies in order to manipulate them. I, I'm not going to fall for the tricks. <laughs> Think back to a time when you felt whole, sire. Can you remember when you felt whole? And Kraloth is taken back in his mind. He kind of staggers on his feet a little bit as he's kind of plunged in the darkness of his memory. He just sees mist all around him and the dead the faces of his comrades who died in his hands and the bleakness of everything there and the tears and the hatred and the struggle and then he remembers the color orange and it gets brighter and brighter and brighter and some faint music a tambourine playing on a stage and a tabaxi dancing on a table and a feeling of warmth rises through him and he comes back to the moment and he says 
I remember a time. I remember one time, yes. Just a little over a couple months ago, I felt whole. The imp stretches its wings out impatiently. Shaxel knows where it is. Shaxel knows how you can get it back. Become whole again. Only Shaxel knows your secret. Shaxel knows what's missing. If you take a grievous wound in battle, if you succumb to illness, or if you somehow are lucky enough to breathe your last breath as a gray and brittle old man, if you die, Kraloth, you will not pass on. You are doomed to wander this plane as the very undead your god so despises. No. The way your companions haunted you. No, no, I... You whimper about them in your sleep. I, I, I remember feeling alive. I remember it. I remember like it was yesterday. You are set to follow them into a realm of mist and sorrow, where you will never pass on to join your god in the afterlife. What do I do? The little imp starts pacing back and forth in front of you, its little hands clasped behind its back. Shaxel is sympathetic to your despair. Shaxel sees how you gain so little enjoyment from your life, day after day. Shaxel wants you to be happy again, to be whole again. Shaxel will help you, sire. Shaxel knows where your soul is. Shaxel must be sure you will not betray Shaxel's confidence. If you do, Shaxel will disappear forever and you will be lost to the ages for eternity. Shaxel wants you to prove that you can be trusted in this before you receive any help. You must retrieve something. Here is what you must do. And then we see Kraloth coming back from the creek by himself. His brow is a little bit furrowed, but as he sees Jack sitting and writing in his notebook, he jovially pats him on the back and says, What are you writing about, friend? You finally writing that novel? Um, Jack quickly closes the book, trying to make sure nobody sees his notes. And, uh, uh, you know, just keeping a good history of what we've been going through. We've been through some pretty... <laughs> Historic sites already, you know? Indeed. Wow. How how long has it been since we started out on our trip? Just about a month. We're just sort of passing that a month since Nightstone, which I guess... You just know. a month? Yep. <laughs> Feels like a whole lot longer. Yeah. Hmm. How's Doran doing on that breakfast? I picture Doran and Red actually kind of huddled together, and Red has killed something with his bow and arrow. Maybe a small wild pig. He holds it out to Orc Splitter. Ah! By the time Kraloth comes up, we've actually <laughs> cleaned it up, and we're actually cooking. And it, the, the smell of bacon on the little fire that we've created is just filling the air around us. Come here, guys. B caught this one. Taught him myself. And I pat her on the back. Oh, this is going to be delicious. What do you think, Orc Splitter? Do you want some of this as well? Oh, what am I kidding me? You don't eat. <laughs> oh, dude, Orc Splitter. She no. eats. She eats. I'll find something <laughs> she'll eat. And Red stands up and stomps. The only thing you eat is orc, isn't it? <laughs> oh, here, have a piece of this, uh, this Kraloth. Hold your, hold out your palm there. Okay. And it puts a little hot piece of bacon in your hand, like you know, mm. a female sized bacon. This know? looks incredible, Dorn. Mm. Oh, I would say so. It's mm. even got a bit of uh, a little bit of flavor on there. <laughs> 
So Jundar's pass travels north and east through the Deseran Hills, all the while with the high forest on its east side, endless and foreboding. You can see it at places as it approaches the road and then recedes back from the road. The mist-shrouded shoulders of the Star Mounts, an ancient mountain range, are just visible from the road. The mountains must emerge from somewhere deep in the forest far away. And as you travel Jundar's pass and the days go by, you see that there are some dwellings along the road here, woodcutters, cottages, and trappers. It's generous to call this a road. In places, it's little more than just a trail here. But there are occasional dwellings, and if you care to, people will you know, say hi as you're passing, whatever. There's like an old burly dude cutting trees at the edge of the woods. But largely, it's a deserted countryside. So we came back from Icewind Dale basically yesterday, right? Yeah, with... uh, So I think that evening, Red gets sick. He's got a cold. So like, as we're traveling north, he's just getting a little bit more worn and he's just kind of like, I'm fine, I'm fine. But I'm picturing this huddled mass as the cold weather is encroaching on us. Mm. Each of us sort of... Being quieter as the days go on as we're traveling more and more north. And and Red just like coughing to himself as we continue moving north. Make sure you're wearing a face covering and not coming within two meters of us, all right? But even the mood of (laughs) of Red has become more dour. And he's like just a little grumpier. And I think it's kind of washing over everyone because he's a bit grumpier. Bee's a little bit Yeah, Bee keeps to herself a little bit. Because the training is a bit stricter. Not to mention you're not used to the cold weather. This is like your first experience with it. I'm wondering, do you ask Kraloth to heal you? No, I think no? just like it is now, common colds are common colds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. You know that sweaty feeling when you're wrapped in blankets and you kind of just are uncomfortable yeah. you need a good shower? Nose is sniffly. Yeah. Jundar's Pass crosses some eastern branch of the Deseran River. Both sides of the wooden bridge are decorated by a cairn of weathered and lichen-covered orc skulls. You hear... From your back where she's sheathed, Doran Orc Splitter just goes, nice. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Would she eat that? I could hop that and get her a, a piece of skull. <sighs> the pass ends where it intersects with the Evermore Way, a trail that travels in an east-west orientation. A tall ridge overlooks the intersection here, and a large field stone structure with adjoining stables stands on the ridge, surrounded by tall old trees. A new village has been built around the intersection, some of the log cottages still leaking sap, the bark roofs freshly shorn and peeled. Some of the log cottages, older, stand in neat rows climbing the side of the hill leading up to the stone inn. A wooden sign indicates you've come to calling horns. This is... Uktor, the rotting, the 11th month of the year, and it's cold as fuck today. Let's go find a mm. fire to sit by. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good idea. Maybe we should check into this uh, inn. I'm sure they'd have a, a bed or two to, to stay at. <laughs> oh. Bless you, Red. <laughs> Bless you. So you guys ride up the hill? Yeah. Yeah. And maybe we maybe we look for the um, stables because now it's not so fair to leave the horses just standing outside. Mm, Red, why don't, right. why don't you go inside? It's, it's my turn for the horses. I'll, I'll take care of it. They go, whatever the other thing is. And he falls off his horse and he walks into the... Bingo, bango, right? <laughs> I feel like he's like just holding all the blankets around him too as he like walks into the... <laughs> yeah. It's like, like a, a big thing of blankets. Do, do you want to go with him, Kraloth, or do, do you want to go with the horses? I'll go with him and uh, speak to the bartender. All right. Uh, I'll come with you, Jack, and we can stable the horses. Sounds like a plan. Come on, shit fart. 
<laughs> He's got a cold too. That was the best one. Hey. Hey. The common room of this inn is kind of small. There's a nice fire burning in the hearth, but there's no one immediately visible uh, to help you out. So you guys get comfortable. Oh, like E.T. shuffles over to the fire. Oh, that's better. <laughs> and after a minute or two, a human woman in about her 60s bustles in. She's wearing um, fairly nice clothes, not like silks or anything, but well-made, well-cut garments. She puts her hands on her hips and says... Well, look what the cat dragged in. Ah, that's an offensive tone. Some rooms for you, sir, and your friend? Yes, please, and a nice bowl of, do you have like a rabbit stew or uh, something warm and hearty? Nothing's on the fire right now, but I can put something on for you. That'd be wonderful. You want some dinner as well? Yeah, yeah. Not a problem. And how many rooms for the night? Uh, We'll get one room. (laughs) Actually, we'll make it two rooms, please. Not a problem. My name is uh, Tamalyn Zoar. I'm the proprietress of this establishment. So if you need anything, just just holler for me. Uh, I'll I'll go prepare your rooms right now. Very nice to meet you, Tamlin. Uh, Kraloth, and this is Red. We are uh, Red. Just coming from the south. Pleasure, I'm sure. She leaves. I like her. No nonsense. Just straight to the point. Mm-hmm. The further north we get, I imagine the uh, the more people are going to be like that. After a minute or two, she comes back into the common room. She hands you two keys for your rooms. She says, uh, they're just up this hallway, upstairs. First two doors on your left. And uh, just the two of you for tonight? Uh, no, we have friends outside that are coming in. They're just stabling the horses right now, actually. And how many horses? Sorry? How many horses are you stabling? My ears are plugged. Yes, two rooms. Four. Four horses. Six. Six, six horses? I thought, uh, does Orin have... Jack comes in with numbers ready. How many horses six, do we have? Six horses. Four of us, plus B and Orin. Oh, B shares my horse. She doesn't have a road horse. No. Right. I think Orin might. Does Orin have his own horse? Four horses. She <laughs> takes a look as the party gets larger and larger, you know, then Doran comes in, then B comes in, Four then horses. Orin comes in, and all of a sudden her front room is just like full of adventurers sweating and pulling off scarves and stuff. I'm just going to give her a quick side eye insight. I just, I love her demeanor, but I want to make sure it's, I'm not missing a red flag. Uh, uh, only eight. She's probably got some noble blood in her. Okay. As if that sells everything. So you're one of those. <laughs> hey now. Also, that's her issue. We have one of you too. And food for all of you or just yourself? Oh yes, no food for all of us. Yeah. Food yeah. for everyone. Mm-hmm. Yes, I understand. Are you adventurers? What gave us away? I'm sorry, I, I couldn't help remarking uh, all of your many weapons. Not that it's smart to go around these parts unarmed, of course, but... Oh. Mm. Uh, eccentricities uh, abound in your party, shall I say. It's just cold out, okay? <sighs> yes, so we are adventurers, uh, but you mentioned danger. Well, just with the proximity to the Evermores, you know, can't mm. be too careful. Are you from... Where are you from? A lot of you. Waterdeep, I'll say proudly. Ah, far from home then. Uh, it's been a bit of a travel, but uh, I'm an archaeologist by trade, so I, I've been traveling for a long time. We travel here to you now from uh, Belliard. Actually, we're trying to reach Shadow Top Cathedral. You don't know where that is, do you? I've heard tell. Uh, could you tell us? You'd best to head there through Noanar's Hold. It's a hunting lodge. Just head uh, east down Evermore Way, and it's the first turn to your south. 
Uh, I don't have a pen. Jack, you got that there, right? Uh, I'll snap my fingers and the map will appear. And sort of the route I think she told us it was sort of highlighted on it. And she'd be like, something like this? Show off. Yes, that's about right. Perfect. Cool. Well, that saves us some hassle of walking around. Now, being adventurers as you are, I do offer free room and board for those who are willing to uh, help solve local problems. Well, we've been known to solve a problem or two. Ed creates them, actually. We don't intend to stay too long, though, because we're on um, an important... Uh... And I look over at Jack. Tamlin, why don't you tell us what's going on? We'd, we'd love to hear what, what the troubles are, and if we can help, we would love to. Just ongoing issues, really, with orcs, trolls, other monsters, barbarians have been a substantial problem lately. Mm. You hear that? Doran kind of looks over his shoulder at his axe and says... You hear that? Orcs. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Where are the orcs? I'm ready. Sounds like we need a bit of exercise. We 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 should take on one of these. I mean, there there aren't any roving bands outside the front door right now. All I'm saying is if there's any trouble and you feel like stepping in, it could be worth some coin to you. Hmm. You just mean to say that if something happens, yes. You you don't mean that somebody actually needs our help, do you? Not specifically. Right. Well, I can't us in. And red like starts falling asleep. <laughs> just just wake me if someone comes in. Hey buddy, why don't you go upstairs? We'll bring we'll bring some food up to you. Why don't you go lay I'm the... fine, right? No, no, here. I'll, I'll get you some tea. Come Aww, on. Red. Let's let's go. Red here. I'm fine. It's all just just you guys you you guys just keep talking. I'm here. I'm listening. You just keep going. So as you guys get yourself comfortable in the common room, she like slides some gross down in front mm-hmm. of everybody. She mm-hmm. gets some soup on for red yeah. and like yeah. tea. And then, you know, beer, whatever else you guys are interested in, wine and stuff. <laughs> and uh, it's it's pretty chill place. Like there are no other guests staying in the inn right now. It's kind of a small establishment. And like, as you look out the windows, as dusk falls over this sleepy little community, you see a couple of people coming and going from their homes, but really, it's not a lot of action going on. You said uh, if we should leave here, that we, we'd better to be armed because of the proximity to... Because of the orcs and trolls and the proximity to the Evermores. Yeah, yes. what are the Evermores? What, what, what is that? Do you know about that, Jack? Yeah, I mean... Uh, Tamlin, I mean, you, you live closer by. I'd hate to be the outsider explaining it to everyone. What are, what are the Evermores? No, certainly. I mean, you seem to be a man who's familiar with geography. She gestures towards the tabletop, reminding everyone of the fact that you're projecting a map of the area. The Evermores are just the large area to the north. It's... Um, Hills, cold bogs, rocky ridges, just Mm. crawling with monsters and all manner of evil creatures. They tend to spill out over the edges of the Evermores and raid the outlying areas every so often. Yeah, very interesting. Yes, it's savage, dangerous. The region attracts many prospectors, part of the reason that I have this establishment here, because there used to be many old kingdoms and civilizations that have been overcome by these monsters. So, you know, lots of adventurers looking for treasure and whatnot. No. (laughs) Treasure, treasure, treasure. Red says and then goes right back to sleep. (laughs) (laughs) Doran rolls a cigarette and licks it, and then as, as, as... What's the name? Tamsin? Tamlin. Tamlin? Mm -hmm. And then he just eats it. (laughs) No, and as Tamlin's finishing her thought, he stands up and steps outside. Well, 
we'll keep an eye for uh, any any danger while we're in town here. But I, I, like I said, I don't think we can stay too, too long. And Doran steps out into cold night air, smoking his cigarette. I'd love to hear a little more about Noner's Hold. Rob, roll a history check for me, please. I would I love think you to. may know something about this place to begin with. Uh, so 13 plus 10 is 23. Yes, you know quite a bit about Noanar's Hold. This is a place of some ill repute. This is a village on the edge of the high forest, and it's grown up around a famous hunting lodge built over 200 years ago. In its heyday, Noanar's Hold hosted wild hunts that attracted the wealthiest nobles and merchants of the north. Some who ventured to Noanar's Hold never returned, spurring dark rumors that the five hunt lords who ruled Noanar's Hold were arranging wanton slaughters to amuse their guests and allowing their guests to hunt one another. Deadliest game. This place was shunned, and the village fell on hard times. You also know that the hunt lords were human at the time. And uh, yeah, so it's got some spooky ghost story history. Is everything they say about Noanar's Hold true? You know, have you they still play in the, the wild hunt games that way? They can't still be. I feel like if there were still hunts happening, there would be nobles in from all over the place and I'd see them coming through, right? As to whether it was ever true, well, who's to know? I'm... Um, don't have the longevity that you and your kind do, so... Well, yeah, wizards are like that. <laughs> She's referring to your half-elf ancestry, but... 100% I know. <laughs> You're like, yeah, wizards are cool. <laughs> I myself employ nine guards just from the ragtag group of settlers that have hmm. accumulated on my doorstep here. Doran re-enters the... Establishment. Oh, it's a cold one. Greg, come on, why don't you just go upstairs? You'll get some great rest. You'll feel no, no, better I'm in the morning. If you won't miss anything. We're not going anywhere. Come on, Red. Come on. And and Kraloth is going to grab Red by the shoulders and he's going to hoist him up and begin walking him upstairs. But I wanted to be part of the team. Oh, oh right, it's okay, fine. Red. It's okay. And Doran grabs his feet and and helps you lift him up the stairs. And Aww. oh, thanks, buddy. And he grabs B. B. Something happens, you wake me up. Promise. All right, Dad. And Kraloth kind of winks at B and like nods that she can go back down the stairs. I think she's pretty entranced by this ghost story stuff. Ghosts. Come on, Oren, you must know a pretty good ghost story. I know lots of good stories, but uh, ghost stories don't come to mind. They're mostly stories of people I've made into ghosts. <laughs> he slaps his knee. <laughs> the axe laughs wildly. <laughs> <laughs> Kraloth places Red in the bed and sits down next to him and uh, just, you know, relaxes, leans up back against the bed and waits until Red is, you know, good and sleepy. And then Kraloth casts guidance on himself mm -hmm. and um, he leans down. And as carefully as I can, I go through his pack and look at all of his knickknacks and I see the giant hair which he was very excited about claiming from the cloud giant, I believe. Zephyros, yeah. And I'm just going to pick up the vial. Why don't you roll stealth for me with advantage because Red is asleep. And sick. Ten with my guidance. Oh, my passive perception is 15. So he, he definitely sees this. So as you reach into the bag and you pull out this cloud hair, and, it's, and I picture it's in sort of this long vial. Mm -hmm. You feel Red's hand on your wrist. 
and Red is sitting up. His face isn't of anger or or concern, or he's sort of got squinty eyes searching your face. Greyloth, what are you doing, bud? I'm just uh, I'm I'm looking for some of that, some more of that bread. You can go back to bed. It's all right. Red, with his other hand, reaches into the bag of holding, takes out the bread, and holds it up. Here it is, bud. And then, unlike you've seen Red ever do before, he takes the hair from your hand, locking eyes with you, and just tugs it from your hand and puts it back in the bag. It's so much more focused than you've ever seen Red be. And you have never seen him steal anything or be stolen from before, but this is a very different side of red Mm. and he kind of puts it back and he sort of waits for you to take the bread from his hand yeah yeah oh thanks buddy appreciate it no problem and then he like grabs the bag of holding and tucks it up alongside the bed good night and then falls pretty heavy back into the pillow kraloth just swallows down the chill and opens the door and makes his way back downstairs cool i love this all right Mm. you guys have Settled in for the night in your two rooms. Who's sleeping in whose room, by the way? I think um, Kraloth's probably sleeping with Doran. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Actually, I was going to say that, you yeah. know? We're buddy-buddy now. And Oren, maybe? Doran's got one side of the bed, and he's hugging Orc Splitter. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's going to get weird, okay? I'm just going to say this right now. <laughs> I think B would share a room with Red and Jack. Then. Yeah, B, Red, and Jack. I, can see that. I feel like that's probably the hoidiest of the toidiest. You guys hear some weird sounds in the middle of the night. Who wakes up? Probably Red, because he went to bed earliest. Mm-hmm. He's like, you know when you're sick and you got that like sick brain? He just kind of like sits up in the middle of the night, fully fully up. Yeah, I know the sick brain. What's going on? I hear something. Is someone outside? B! Yeah. Are you moving? I think Doran also wakes up, but it's not not a sitting up listening. It's sort of like an eye opening and looking around. B, are you awake? It's like a weird scrabbling sound. Mm-hmm. And then you hear shit fart go, hey! Is there a window in the room? Yeah, there is. Very sleepily, I walk over the window to try to get an eye of the barn. Roll perception. Happily. That is a 23. There are a couple of large, dark shapes moving around outside. <laughs> And Red drops his blankets. They're stealing the horses. They're stealing the horses. And he just starts yelling and like runs to the door. And I think he runs directly into the shut door, like just bashes his head, (laughs) which if the yelling didn't wake everyone up, the bashing does. Sure. Yeah. And Doran much more coolly hears Red kind of freak out and he grabs uh, Kralos' leg. He goes, let's go. Mm, mm." Grabs his axe and heads out the door. I'm with you. And opens the door for Red because he hears the thud on the other side. <laughs> Come on, Red. Yeah, you open it and Red's like splayed out on the floor. He's like, oh, what's happening? Oh, the, the horses. God, don't have anything to get the horses. And he stands up and like runs out of the hall. I'm already down the stairs. Yeah. I'm already beyond you. I'm in front of you. No, I'm I'm before you. I'm at the front door. <laughs> I'm through the front door. <laughs> I'm already on the horses. I've closed the front door. <laughs> So he sees his armor in the corner. He grabs his shield. He grabs his mace. He sees Doran's armor and pack. Kraloth is going to take some time to reach into Doran's pack. I'm going to feel around for a little bit, and I'm going to pull something out. Pilfer. Great. What are you pilfering? What do you What do you have there, Doran? I've got a ring that says "Stone Hearts Never Bleed." Also, a wooden ring that's no longer really magic. Okay. And a scary mask and robe. Okay. As well as some food. <laughs> I think I probably grabbed that first ring. The stone hearts never bleed. Yeah. I just reach in. Cool. I 
pull out this ring, don't even look at it, stuff it into my armor, and then I run down with my mace and shield. Great. Jack? Yeah, I, sh- I showed it, Kieran, to get out there, get eyes on him, and start running down the stairs after everybody else. So you guys all run outside in various states of dress and undress. Yeah. And yeah, you're standing in front of the inn. You're hearing noises and the whinnying of your horses coming from around the back of the building in the darkness. Kieran takes to the skies in the raven form, takes a second, and then you hear... Master, they're breaking down the stables. Who is? How many? What are they? Three of them. They look like giants, maybe. I can't tell. There might be giants. We can do this. We can do this, guys. Yeah, I'm ready. All right. Let me add them. Huh? <coughs> <coughs> row That's right. More combat on the horizon. Thank you once again to our great Old One Patreon supporters, Megan Shepherdson, Adam Fry, and Christopher Ryan Evans. We love you. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.